Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. Um, I guess Mardi Gras is technically a Christian holiday, but there's not a lot of <laughs> Christian things that happen at Mardi Gras. Right, we're not going to get off on a tangent, but to me, that's not a sacrifice. Right. The point was that you were supposed to be sacrificing corporate Often. stuff. Corporate stuff. My clients yeah. are hard enough, okay? I don't want to have to also babysit other agents. The sellers always had no problem paying you, their listing agent. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's episode 236. And I want to say to you, happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. In fact, it's Lundi Gras today. Oh, yes. You know, Fat Monday. Fat Monday. No. Yeah, girl. What is the Monday? Oh, I'm thinking of Monday Thursday. I don't know what you're saying. What is, let's talk about that. What is is Mardi Gras? It's Fat Tuesday. Yes. (laughs) Because it happens before Ash Wednesday. Yes. And so after Christmas is over. Correct. um, I guess Mardi Gras is technically a Christian holiday, but there's not a lot of (laughs) Christian things that happen at Mardi Gras. It's, yeah. But after Christmas is over, Mm -hmm. carnival season begins. Uh, uh, Specifically, the 12 days of Christmas actually count starting Christmas Day, yes. right? And then on January 6th, you reach the 12th day of Christmas, and that is when carnival season begins. It is also the epiphany, right? So yes. the epiphany, the Holy Spirit comes down. I think so. Pretty sure that's what the epiphany I is. I think that's what the epiphany is. I believe we that's know. what my Catholic schooling has taught me. Yeah, I was Episcopalian growing <laughs> they up. They don't know any of the rules. I just know that my kids are out of school again this week. <laughs> For Mardi Gras. So if you live in Louisiana. South Louisiana. South Louisiana, like down by the bayou. Mm-hmm. Your kids are probably out of school this week because it's Mardi Gras. Yeah, so we put our beads on. We put our beads on. I put on my festive earrings. Yes. And, and we <laughs> decorated the sign. <laughs> and just for fun, so you know, Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. is the day where everybody like indulges and mm-hmm. feasts because they're about to get their ashes on Wednesday <laughs> and enter 40 days of fasting for Lent. Right. Did you ever do Lent? Um, when I was growing up, we did not do meat on Fridays. Okay. Because that was still, and it's still, I think. I don't practice Catholicism now, so don't quote me on anything. But yeah, I think they still do no meat on Fridays. A lot of restaurants in Baton Rouge do like fried fish Friday. Yeah, because you can't do meat. Right. We're not going to get off on a tangent, but to me, that's not a sacrifice. Like the point was that you were supposed to be sacrificing. (laughs) Right. Not eat fried fish instead. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know, but we just total tangent. Anywho, so in, in the South Louisiana, we're celebrating. Before we go into that period of time yes. for Lent. 40 days of mm-hmm. Lent. Correct. 
So our kids are out of school. So <laughs> we're going to do a quickie, quick little episode. Mm-hmm. We sent out a email. Oh, my gosh, y'all. If you are not on our email list, you need to get on it. I'm pretty sure you can just go hustlehumblypodcast.com slash newsletter, but I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. You want to get the newsletter. Yes. yes. I tell funny stories. This is when we ask for your feedback. And that's what we did. I sent out an email to so, so many of you. And we got so many Y'all, responses. We got like over 100 questions asked. For a Q&A episode. For a Q&A episode. So obviously we can't fit that all. Nope. No way. But in this episode, just as a fun little change of pace, we're going to answer we, 34. We pulled out 34 quickies. 34 quick answer mm-hmm. questions. Yep. A few of these. So next week? Uh, next week, we will do a, an episode based off of the most popular Q&As, which were all market-based and lead source-based. Yeah. So next week, we'll be talking about how the market is shifting. What People to do. People are asking all these questions about getting leads. Where to get your business. What do we do during this time? So we'll cover that next week. Yeah. So... That'll and then the week after we'll do the deep dive into the rest of the questions. Yes. Well, not deep dive, but we'll answer the rest of the yeah, questions. We won't answer them quickly like we are today. Today's just fun. Some of these may even make another appearance on the long answer where we but elaborate. For today, a little bit we're going to give you the quick, quick answer. You can answer them with us when we read yeah. them out loud. You just got to yeah, answer how fast. It. Okay, so I'm going to read the first <gasps> half, and then Katie's going to read the okay, second. So wait, half. I had this is like a but lightning round. Answer. Yeah, as fast as we can. It's a lightning round. Lightning round. Ready? I, oh God, I think so. Hold on, let me take a sip of my water. Okay. Oh, where's the timer? You want me to time us? Yeah. You want to see how long it takes us to do 34 questions? Yes. I feel like at some points, we're going to actually have to give more than an an No. It's all one word? Yes. Phrase? Yes. Can I give a- No. That's it? Yes. Well, that's not going to take long at all. This episode's well, going to be like five minutes. Okay, how about this? How about we answer them super fast? Okay, and we can- And then once the timer goes off- You'll decide? We can decide if we want to go back and elaborate. I'm going to give you stopwatch. Are you ready? Okay, are you ready? I guess Katie, so. for their questions that they have asked. Three, two, one, go. Do you get nervous meeting new clients or going on a listing appointment? Yes, me too. Best ways for lead gen if you're in your first two years? Uh, Meet people. Good job. Okay. What is one piece of leverage that gets you the most time back? Email templates. Great job. What is a typical day in the life for each of us? There is no typical day. Good. That that is correct. (laughs) Alyssa, do you have any suggestions on investing in your first investment property? Make sure your numbers work. What kind of questions do you ask at a buyer consult? Uh, what's your budget? Great. Great one. Okay. What do you like about your... Do you have an agent? (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) What do you like about your sales meeting at your brokerage? I like that it gives gives value. I I wish I had one. Okay. (laughs) Do you guys ask for referrals? Yes. Yes. Good job. Good job. How do you keep motivation up as a new agent when it seems like nothing is happening? Uh, Mindset. Yes. Good job. I put Monday morning meeting plus podcast. Yeah. I'm three and a half years into the business. How can I move from lead generation company to something more cost effective, but still get 50 leads a month? You don't want 50 leads a month. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Your thoughts on NAR losing two presidents within six months. And what do you think this means for the future of NAR? 
Doesn't feel good. No, doesn't look good. Nothing bogs me down like having to coordinate a seller's mail after my buyers move in. What should I do? Stop being the mailman. Oh, good. Yeah. Alyssa, how do you manage so many deals at a time while still making time for your family? I don't. I just don't make time for my family. (laughs) Ha ha. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) When new, what activities were the most successful for getting your name out? Oh, wait. Say that. When new? Yes, when you're new, what activities are the most successful for getting media. your name out? Social media, Social good, media. that's a good one. I put phone duty. What is one piece of advice you feel is most important to give to a new agent? Oh, I wasn't prepped for this I to be put, asked. you have to work. Yes, work. You Working is work. important. You have to work. How are you talking to clients about the NAR lawsuit? I'm not. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Does Alyssa have any plans to do another flip or purchase another rental property? No. Which gives her a better return on investment? The Airbnb. Okay. Okay. Well, you're moving on. <gasps> Round two. That was two minutes and six seconds. We are moving on to Katie's questions. And I wish I had the answers like you did. Yeah. It's hard. Just yeah, wait. It's hard. I know. How important is it to have your own systems instead of using the ones from a brokerage? Very important. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm. I do the mailers, reach outs via text, phone, and email. But what's something you recommend doing to stay relevant? Social media? Yes. Okay. Good, good, good. Do you have famous one-liners for reframing the picky, unrealistic buyer? If you sleep on it, you won't sleep in it. (laughs) The point of a home inspection is not to make an old house new. There is no such thing as a forever home. Oh, yeah. Good news. You only need to buy one house. Good. Yes. All good one-liners. Do you do gifts or things for your preferred partners? No. No. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) y'all. What do you do with an agent when an agent doesn't respect the rules of accompanying clients for viewing properties? Report them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am a buyer's agent. My current brokerage, as I head into my fifth year of real estate, it is, it, is it in my best interest to work at a brokerage where I have the ability to work with both buyers and sellers? Yes. 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 We'll dive into that one mm-hmm. later. Jeez Louise. No, oh my gosh. I'd like to know what works best to track your expenses and mileage. I use my like you. I like to just use one a bank account. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, my, like my your, business your, account. It's easy. Yeah. How is Murphy doing? Grand. Grand. <laughs> very regal. He's a very regal pup. Uh, how to get over phone call reluctance? Oh, either make the call or don't. Like, just if you don't, don't do want to make the call, maybe you don't have something valuable to say. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Blue. Me too. Oh, wait, is yours really blue? It's probably blue or purple. It changes. Oh, okay. Outside your database referrals and past clients, is there a lead source or strategy you use to gain new leads? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> is the market too saturated with real estate agents? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see many agents retiring over the next few years? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you started real estate, did you always know this was the right career for you? Yes. Yes. I did. I had my highest year in 2023 at 6.5 million. I'd like to hit 9.5 million in 2024. Would you hire an admin to help with marketing and caring for your sphere of influence or a buyer's agent? Neither. No. <laughs> okay. No. No. Um, what are your thoughts on the new cloud-based firms like Real Produ- Oh, like Real Broker? Uh, no, thank you. Okay. How to find business in a dead market? Meet people. Meet people. That's it. That's it. Four minutes and thirty seconds, and we answered thirty-four <sighs> questions. Okay. <laughs> that was good. That was very good. What, okay. Which, which ones do you need to revisit real quick? Um, let's go back to number eighteen. How important is it to have your own systems instead of using the one from your brokerage? Mm-hmm. I am not saying that your brokerage's systems are broken or no. not good. I, a lot of times, and I will die on this hill, they're too robust. There's too much to them. There's too many options. There's too much education. There's too many features. 
Like back it down to the simplest part of what you need in your business to help you keep up with your people. And that should be all you use. Does Do I think that you should have your own systems? Yes. What if that's not how you work? I have a story. Let's hear it. Once upon a time, back in, um, back in maybe like 2016, 2015, because I've worked for the same company. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I started in 2011 and I've never left. Right. They introduced our new system. You can set up reports. And, Hooray. You know, it's a CRM and all these things. And they did like an even kickoff contest to see like- Who filled it all in. Who could get the most people set up on reports for their neighborhood. So mm-hmm. I spent hours and hours and hours and hours. And two years later, they got a new system. They were like, that didn't work. Well, they were like, I don't know. I guess the contract ran out and, you know, corporate stuff that I'm not involved Corporate stuff. Corporate stuff. Mm -hmm. So then we got a new one and I just never fully embraced it like I did the first time because I knew how much work it was. Yeah. And what if it changed again? Yeah, that would be my same that's the same problem when you switch from one CRM to another to another. Yeah, to, it's yeah. all of the like filling it in, getting it set up, making it work for you. I definitely think your database needs to be stored somewhere that is completely separate from your brokerage. A hundred percent. You need to have that ready to go, that information yeah. backed up somewhere to an Excel sheet. And a reminder that if you have all your things in an Excel sheet, anytime there's a new free trial on a new CRM out there, all you have to do is upload your Excel sheet. You're to ready give to it go. A try. You don't have ready to input to every single time. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's talk about the mail lady. Uh, yes, because <laughs> <laughs> I think there were a few questions that came up that were really in the world of client management, mm-hmm. which I think was episode 18, but. You can go, there's the client management episode, my favorite term. Mm-hmm. I absolutely will orchestrate my buyer or seller getting the mail to or from the buyer or the seller one time. I'll yeah. be like, hey, let me get their phone number for you. Yes. Or they said, they said, anytime you have extra mail to just leave it on a bag on the front door and they'll mm-hmm. come by for the next couple of weeks, every couple of days. Whatever the system is, I don't need to be calling Either way, every single time. Every single time a package arrives. Look, you no longer need to be the intermediary. No. Unless there's some weird reason why they don't want to talk. In which case, get your mail forwarded and move on. Yeah. Like, that's not my job. Mm -hmm. I think it's – I had a client do it to me this week who moved two years ago. (laughs) They were like, ooh, I accidentally ordered a package from somewhere – and it's going to the old house. So I had to go find the old agent. No problem. Hey, can you just let the seller know it came? She's going to come by and pick it out tomorrow. Can they stick it out front? He says, okay, yeah, no problem. Oh, that wasn't too hard. But like, don't make it be a big back and forth where you have to be in the middle. Right. Okay. Anything else on being the mail lady? Mm, no, I think it just, you know, we like to do all the things and be involved, be involved, be in helpful. Everything. I think we're just so worried about being helpful and valuable that we're just yeah. over the top. Yeah, we must do everything. Got to do it all. I must be the mailman. Such a ma- it's a mom mindset though. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll don't worry. I'll get it handled for you. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Any others you really wanted to? Um, on the flip house stuff, I feel like I I did two in one year. That, that was a year, lot, and I just didn't enjoy it very. The first one I enjoyed. The second one, it was just I don't know. I feel like it just sort of I like the demoing and I love removing old things. 
And I like seeing it come together. But when it gets to the very end of like the tiny little things and you're having to get your contractors over, like, yeah, it just gets annoying for me. And I was just kind of getting over it. So yeah. it, I did well on both of them. But this was also my first year to try to be like a real grown up. And we finally, I finally sort of found. Like, a, where's this going? I sort of found a financial person that okay. spoke in a way that I could understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I've interviewed many and don't usually understand what they're saying. Right so I found someone. I, I think it's going okay. Okay. It's kind of interesting because, like, I invested money there. And, like, money that I had set aside to purchase a home, uh-huh. I put there. Okay. But it's weird because it's kind of growing a little and I don't have to like replace a roof or anything. Yeah, yeah. This is one way to invest your money. Yeah. I'm new to this side of it. You're it's like, going wow. okay. Um, I'm not – I feel a little lost right now in what direction I want to go in. Okay. With your investment. With my investments. The cabin is doing very well. Okay. But I've had some really big expenses. Like I just did all the new siding. Oh, I haven't even seen a photo. Oh, you haven't? Okay, I'll show you. And then um, a new deck. All the decking is new. Just things that like the cabin makes more, but it also takes more because guests are constantly checking in and out. So it's like I haven't heard from my long-term tenants in months. They just They're pay. just fine. Yeah, they just auto pay. They're set it and forget it. Yeah, I don't Ish. talk to they don't call me. Right. The cabin I hear about, you know, a couple times a week. Okay, like, we just had a freeze. How do you handle that with your rentals where it's a tenant in there? Do you tell them what to do? Do you go over so there? They're built to handle it a little better than we are. N- well, mine's no, but one's I guess, new and one's old, right? Well, I only have one cabin. Oh, no, I mean your your local oh, ones. Oh, yes. I just texted them all and was like, hey, don't forget to like – Do these things. Drink. Yeah. And they were like, no problem. So – Okay. I didn't get any calls that anything busted. Okay. So, so far. I guess it's fine at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, it's not a problem until it's a problem. Right. I mean, in a perfect world, I would love a place at the beach. I just don't see it being financially – feasible at the moment, like numbers-wise, yeah. how things work. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to do next, but no flips for me right now. Got it. What else do you want to go back to? Mm. All right. Let's do is the market too saturated with real estate agents? <laughs> I mean, there just was an influx, right? Yeah, we had and a then huge there's influx. This market shift, which is we're going to talk about next week, which is causing there to be less transactions. So now you've got more agents, less transactions. I mean, you do the math. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to sustain yourself right now. I think that over the next few years, agents will start to retire. Yes. Because they're going to be like, well, nothing, you know, this is too hard. Yeah. It's so interesting because serving on the board, I've shared this story before, when you when we have a new licensee, we have to approve them all at right. the monthly meeting. And so mm-hmm. it used to be this really long list. Of the of, ends. Of the ends. And there would be like two or three on the outs that were like giving notice that they weren't renewing or no longer being in real estate. Now it's the opposite. All the outs. There's a lot of outs and mm-hmm. not as many ins. Yeah. So I, I'm seeing some people. The door's swinging the other way. It is. And and some of it was um, a lot of people lost their job during COVID. And now that job is hiring again. Yeah. Like, well, I tried my hand at real estate. Yeah, I tried. Well, a lot year, of people get into real estate and only want to do it if it's easy. Right. And to be fair, regardless of the speed of the market, it's never easy. No. It's a job. It's work. Yeah. Requires work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that there are too many. But I also, on the flip of that coin, is it doesn't mean that you can't be successful. Someone is going to be successful at this yeah, job. Right. Just because the market is saturated with agents and maybe you think there's 10 in your neighborhood and there's no way you could get business there. That is absolutely false. Uh, for sure. If and it's like, yes, it's saturated, but so many are leaving. Yeah. But don't be one. Yeah, also, unless get out there and, <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe. Uh, but get out there and do a good job for your clients. Put yourself out there. Be available on social media. Answer questions for your neighbors. Be a resource. Be, you know, just be there. Mm-hmm. And also be helpful to the agents around you because you never know when someone's going to leave. I, so in the beginning of my real estate career, I was in real estate school with like a handful of people and I think I'm the only one left. Okay. A few of them are, send me business. Yeah. Like they're not in real estate anymore, but people still Oh, I had them. a friend who got in and promptly back out and she sent me business. Yes. When they leave, they do still have people go to them and say, hey, I'd like to buy or sell. And they're like, oh, I'm not anymore. But yeah. Alyssa person, can help you. This person is. Mm-hmm. So I'd be sure to make that put that out there. Hey, agents, I'm always willing to take referrals. Yeah. Or maybe the retiring agents want to keep their license and you get do referrals and they still get like a small check and don't have to work. Yeah. Hey there, are you looking for ways to save time and money in your business? Email Templates 101 is the communication system you need to bring ease and efficiency to managing your transactions and clients. Save time and avoid mistakes, all while providing a high level of service for your buyers and sellers. In Email Templates 101, you'll get 13 downloadable buyer templates ready for your personal touches. And 19 downloadable seller templates, plus six attachment checklists. Head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses to get yours today. Any others? Um, revisiting what is one piece of advice you feel is important to give to a new agent. And we said, you have to work. <laughs> but Good. really, like, I wanted to revisit that because you may even want to do a time audit yeah. and say, what did I do today that is going to generate future business? Did I go meet any new people? Did I host an open house? Did I? What did I do to put myself out there? Because real estate can be very deceiving. Mm-hmm. You think you're working. Yeah. But when you actually look at what you did, it's great that you went to the meeting at your office. Right. It's great that you had lunch with your friend after that, your realtor friend after that. Mm-hmm. But what did you do today that will actually make your real estate business grow? Did you send any messages to pe- people in your database? Like, what did right. you actually do? Right. Because you can mix it in. You can you feel like you're working. A lot. But if you actually looked at what you were doing, yeah. you may not be. And it, we always say it takes three years of mm-hmm. working before it starts really paying off. Right. But the clock doesn't start until you're doing what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Creating a logo, picking colors, spending all day on a flyer. None of these things are income producing. Right. Right. They seem like work. They seem like they would be helpful. They're but fun. How is that going to put money in your pocket? No. So use your time appropriately and yeah. be mindful of that. I like that one. Any others you feel like you need to go back to? You're like, no. Alyssa, how do you manage so many deals while making time for your family? <laughs> oh, yeah. Please go back to that. <laughs> and I said, I don't. Okay, I do. I mean, I don't know. I just, if your systems are in place mm-hmm. and you keep it very simple, mm-hmm. It just works. Well, right. And some people are going to be at capacity at 20 transactions. Yeah. Some are going to be at capacity at 40. 
Some are going to be like, you know what? I don't mind like doing 70 to 80. Go back to your question about the girl that wants to hire because that ties in here. Oh, she had her highest year ever in 2023 at $6.5 million, but she'd like to hit $9.5 million in 2024. Would you hire an admin to help with marketing and caring for your sphere of influence or a buyer's agent? I just feel like that may not be the time. Now, if you're putting a gun to my head and you're like, pick one, oh, I'm going to go with the admin person. Yes. Right? Because yes. unless the buyer's agent is coming to you with their own business they're bringing in, you're actually giving away some of your business to feed your buyer's agent. Right. right? And that's where I think, you know, maybe I'm just thinking about this all wrong and don't know simple math. Okay. Okay. But let's say there's a team of two uh-huh. and they do... 12 million. Mm -hmm. That's about 6 million a person. Yep. So if this sweet lady was doing six, was doing six and hires somebody else, she would need to do well to get to nine, she'd have to do 18. She'd have to do 18 million to get to the level of a nine. If they're splitting evenly. Yeah. But it's like just generally, on average speaking, the numbers never fully made sense to me in that way. The only way it works is if you have a surplus of leads. That you cannot handle. That you're not working and that you believe the buyer's agent is going to come in and work and turn these leads into deals that otherwise would not have happened at all. And I'm just so simple. Like, I don't want to train. I don't want to micromanage agent. Like, my clients yeah. are hard enough, okay? I don't want to have to also babysit other agents. I don't mind if I get a random sign call or something like that, forwarding it to a new agent in my office yeah. and being like, hey, work this. And if it closes, just send me a little like 20%, maybe even 15%. Like, yeah. Something small. Yeah. I don't mind doing that. I just don't feel like it's necessary to hire. Well, it's a different kind of pressure. If yeah. you take on a buyer's agent, did you guarantee them some amount of business or or, or promise, even if you didn't guarantee it. And now you feel bad if you don't. Like, what if the market slows and you're like, well, I got to feed myself first. It's my business. Yes. So what are they going to do? And I just remember back in my um, coffee date days, mm -hmm. <laughs> this girl coming and she was young and she was so sweet. And I just feel like she could be good. But she started her real estate business by joining a team where they promised her. Leave. X amount okay. of, I don't know really how they said it, but the closings just weren't happening. Mm. And she said, I'm following their systems. I'm calling these people until they're like hanging up on me and blocking me. Like, no, I know. False. Like, well, that's a problem. Uh -uh. She's like, I'm doing this thing where I am like following up with these leads that are coming in so many a day, but it's not going well. And when I approached them saying like, look, it's just not what you said it was going to be. They said it was my fault. Like you're not doing it right. You're not doing enough. You're not doing it right. You can't convert the leads so it's your fault when maybe the leads they're paying for are garbage yeah. leads. No good. No good at all. So it's like, I just think you have to be so careful with what you're promising. Mm -hmm. Do you really need to hire? Like one of my favorite hires was my friend. We were just like in a Bible study together and she was like, yeah, I'm, you know, a stay at home mom and just looking for something maybe like five to 10 hours a week I could do from home. She's not a realtor. Okay. And I just approached her after and said, hey, would you want to just do some of this random admin type stuff? Like yeah. she was, she never met with my clients. And even when I had Whitney for four years as my assistant, 
she was not my buyer's agent. Right. I met with my buyers. I met with my sellers. She met the photographer, maybe the termite guy if Mm -hmm. nobody was there. So it's like people want to overcomplicate it so much. And maybe you just don't need all of that so quickly. Yeah. And if you are making big changes, you better be tracking your numbers. Yeah. You need to know if it is working out financially. Absolutely. I'm a buyer's agent at my current brokerage. As I head into my fifth year in real estate, is it in my best interest to work at a brokerage where I have the ability to work with buyers and sellers? Five years of buyers only? That's when the list, oh my gosh. That's when the listing start because your yes. old buyers are going to start turning, right? So where are they going? Like her old buyers are no longer I don't, her clients. They she have said, to go to the listing agent. Because she's saying brokerage. So I'm like, is the brokerage structure sort of like that team structure? Someone at the brokerage is obviously doing listings. Yeah. Is it the broker? But you would want your people back. Look, they had a relationship with you. Regardless of that, you cannot, what do they say? Listing is... If you're not listing, you're losing. Yeah, yeah, yes. You must take listings. And even more so as the market shifts. And by year five, she's probably very confident in her, you know, in her job and her value. Like you you need to give that information to I also sellers. I feel like it helps with burnout. Working 100%. buyers and sellers are just, it's different, but the same. It's totally different. And so it just sort of refreshes the other I like having a 50-50. I've been pretty 50-50, 60-40 the last several years. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine just working one side. No, not for five years straight. Oh, let's let's get you into a change. Yeah, we you need you need to do listings. Mm-hmm. Because you're and also doing listings at this point isn't fighting against industry changes. That part's gonna stay yeah. the same or here's my air quotes, better. Like right. mm-hmm. that the sellers aren't gonna be mad. They're gonna be Happy to pay you. Yes. They always were. Mm -hmm. They always were. I just really would like to harp on that. The sellers always had no problem paying you. Correct. Their listing agent. They're mad about buyer agent stuff. Mm -hmm. So being a buyer's agent right now would make me very nervous. Yeah, especially if that's all I did. Got to get in there. Okay. Okay. That was good. I'm good. Um, (laughs) Now, (laughs) do you want to tell me you're laughing? (laughs) Alyssa's like, hee hee, I know what's next. Now we're going to do um, our toast from NAR next, our conference toast. So Uh, this is such a funny story (laughs) to go with this toast. So we're at the NAR conference and, you know, you think your podcast is well known until you're at a booth at the conference and there's so many people that like don't never heard of Hustle Humbly Podcast, which is why we were there. I'm equally... I'm not surprised if they don't know. I'm more surprised if they know know. And I'm like, oh, yay. Oh, you know, but, really? But yeah. kind of think maybe they know. I don't know. I know. I'm like, what do I expect? Is there going to be a line for our booth or is it going to be crickets and nobody knows who we are? I feel like it was a good mixture. Mixed, we total had, mix. We had bursts of people coming by to visit and then we had a bunch of new people. So anyway, I'm standing there and all of a sudden this girl comes up and she's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Hey. I'm just responding in the same manner. You're giving her back what she's putting uh, out. Yeah, it, I, I needed it in that moment. It was nice to have a pick me up. Someone they so was, excited there was about a the photo podcast. of you hugging. I have a, a photo of <laughs> us. We'll have to put that on social media. <laughs> and we are just hugging it out. And she's just, this is awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, thank you, Leslie. I'm looking at her name tag. I'm like, this is so nice. She's like, are we, can we take a picture? Because like, yes, every everybody was taking a picture because we had a photo spot. Yeah, right. So I said, sure, Katie, come on, take a picture. This is Leslie. 
we take a picture. She's like, oh, thank you so much. And then she's like, so uh, who are you guys? <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, what What so do y'all do? Good. I'm like, you don't. You're like, oh, you Leslie. Know us? And she's like, no. Mm-mm. She said, you just look like fun. No. Yeah. She's like, no, I just, I just walked up and yeah, I said hi. I'm like, that's how you say hi? It was so friendly. Imagine if she had known us. Oh. Anyway, we loved Leslie. She's great. So she's going to do your toast she for today. She even went and recorded a toast to be on the podcast. <laughs> she was fully submersed. She was. In the she podcast. Was. Before she even knew who yeah, we she's were. Like, so who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'm Alyssa and, and this is Katie and, and we have a podcast. Oh, cool. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Welcome. All right, well, and I'm thinking all the booths must be so glad to have someone that is this so excited. enthusiastic. She so was enthusiastic. so enthusiastic. So, it was hilarious. So cheers to Leslie. <laughs> cheers to you, Leslie. She's We're in North play Carolina, your- and she's gonna give you a toast. Yes, you can. You can hear from Leslie now. Hi, bye, guys. My name is Leslie Williams, and I am from Raleigh, North Carolina. And today I am toasting my clients, all of the clients who have allowed me to service them since 2008. I am a better realtor because of you. I am more compassionate, and I continue to be excited about the real estate industry. Yes! Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash hustle humbly and leave us a review or drop a comment if you're listening on Spotify. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at Hustle Humbly Podcast. Don't forget to find all of the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week.